everything we do, we strive to bring levity to the conversation. If you're not leaving this podcast with the same feeling, you leave the workroom after some juicy conversation we all love, we're doing something wrong. We're moving that water cooler banter online. So let's get to chatting. Are you ready, Marissa? I'm ready, Emily. I'm caffeinated and committed. Let's talk online and inspired. Good afternoon. It is Monday, August 29th, 2022. This is Marissa Rothermel here with Emily Smith, and together we are online and inspired, and we are so happy that you have joined us today. I don't know about you, Em, but oh my goodness, has it been a start to the school year? Tell me about it. It's It's been wild and crazy, and scheduling has been uh, a task for the ages, and uh, we might have our first hurricane on the way here. No, uh, I didn't hear about that. You know, I think it really depends on who you talk to, uh, but I'm supposed to be basically flying up to New York on the day it might arrive, so that's got, you know, that's on my mind on top of everything else. Uh, so yeah, it's it's interesting times to be alive. It is. Uh, but on the bright side, I had a lovely weekend going up to a piece of the beach, which we don't typically go up to because we didn't, this sounds so silly, but the way you walk up to it is like a paved pathway, which is gorgeous and graffitied and really, really nice. And we always thought like if you were going hiking on a trail, they call it an out and a back, out and back trail, meaning like you walk up one way and you walk back the same way we only discovered this weekend that thanks to like beach erosion <laughs> a new way for us to turn it into a loop trail has um has emerged so we spent hours and hours and hours walking the beach this weekend and and that was cathartic and i think i need to schedule another beach walk in that sounds but pretty amazing it it really was i got some incredible photos uh it's where the old Morris Island lighthouse is, and they only light it on certain holiday weekends of the year now. Uh, but I just got beautiful photos against this like graffitied space, and it's it's really cool. So I'll have to share some to our uh, online and inspired account, uh, just so you kind of see where my my happy place is when scheduling and work and all of that stuff gets me banging my head against the keyboard. Uh, <laughs> how about you? How was your weekend? Weekend was great. I was uh, delighted to spend some time with Maddie after having been in Texas all week. And that was so much fun. I love Austin, Texas. You know, I love my yoga too. And I went to this, uh, my favorite yoga place on East 6th in Austin. It's called um, Yoga Austin, I think. Something super simple. But um <laughs> The first time I went in there, they're like, oh, have you seen us on YouTube? And I'm like, no, I just found you on Google. But apparently it's the place of some really famous yoga, yoga by Adrian, I think on YouTube, it's her home studio. But the yoga instructor was a beautiful human being. And this is so Austin. She had a picture of her dog screen print screen printed on her shirt. And so, and, and somebody goes, is that your dog? Yes, this is my dog, Mike. So during, not only did I have this wonderful yoga experience in Austin, but I, every time I looked up and looked at her, I just like, you know, got the warm fuzzies that like her dog, Mike was staring back at us as we were 
doing our poses. That's really adorable. So you're a, a yoga enthusiast. Have you ever tried goat yoga? I don't care to. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I'm an animal person, actually. Okay, that's fair. And that's good to know about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I grew up in Missouri, so goat yoga is not as novel as, um, I know they have it down in Miami, but I'm like, folks, do you know, if you grew up around goats, you don't really want to continue being around them. <laughs> but they're so cute. These are tiny goats, Emily. They're so small. Oh. All I can think of is them just eating everything in, in sight, but it might be cute. I'm sure it would be cute. Just I've, style. I've joked several times that you can't turn a corner on a weekend without running into goat yoga. It's everywhere. I don't know what it is in Charleston. I don't know what it is. It's like you got beach yoga, you got hot yoga, you got goat yoga, but I don't even think there is regular. Like, I think we don't have regular here. I think we just have like, you know, pick your accoutrement yoga. (laughs) (laughs) There's something wrong with these city folks that want to do their yoga and relax alongside farm animals that are crawling all over them. That must be it. It cracks me up. There's just, I don't know. I've never done goat yoga either. I've been to places where it's offered, but I've never done. Actually, I've never even been to a real yoga studio. Like maybe I should look into that someday. But uh, maybe I'd mo- maybe I'd be more into goat yoga. I don't know. But I'd love to hear from people who have done it. And is it as awesome as people say it is? Or is it super weird to have a goat walking along your spine? Do they nibble your hair? Because like, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, are they going to eat my ear off? You know, no, or- <laughs> we don't exercise with livestock. Yeah, no, I might. Yeah, you care for livestock. You might run away from livestock. You might eat livestock. But I don't know if I exercise with them. <laughs> I tell you something that is going to end your Monday on the most exciting note. I'm so ready. Maddie watched her first Disney movie this <gasps> week. My heart is full. Oh, I'm so excited. Which one was it? We got about 20 minutes out of Moana. That is awesome. It's a great choice too. A great choice. Oh, I'm so excited. Meanwhile, that's funny because my kid is totally not watching a Disney movie right now, which, well, that's sort of true and sort of not. She's obsessed with Sing 2. Have you seen that on Netflix? I think I've seen it on the little menu, but I have not seen it, seen it. Uh, It's amazing. It's amazing for grownups and kids. It's so good. It takes all the, you don't go a full minute in the movie without a real like proper pop song that we know being played it's really modern and really really fun and i i find it appropriate for uh for young children too it's really not scary in any way there's really no even very very little uh secret adult humor you know (laughs) which is built into so many things these days um but it's really good. I highly recommend the next time you're on Netflix, uh, turning it on. My daughter is jamming out to it, jamming out to it. Okay. Uh, did you also see Snoop Dogg put out a YouTube channel? I heard everyone talking about it on Slack. Yeah. Yeah. It's called Doggy Land and it is to make social emotional learning songs available to children everywhere because most kids do have access to YouTube. It's free. You don't know subscription service, anything like that. And they don't have a whole lot of content on it yet. But I'll tell you, you really haven't lived life until you've heard, you know, Snoop Dogg 
as a dog singing wheels on the bus. Can we, uh, <laughs> can you like do your editing magic and, and put some like Snoop? I will. <laughs> I might be able to make that work. I can at least reference it in some other ways. I'll, I'll make a note. Yeah. I mean, we love Snoop. Gotta love Snoop around here, he but uh, doggy land is, is hysterical. It's so good. My kid was jamming out, dancing in front of the TV within 30 seconds of it being on. Uh, so way to go, Snoop. I've got to figure out what this looks like because when folks were talking about it on Slack, I was I was thinking to myself, social emotional learning pre, uh, provided by Snoop. But <laughs> isn't his like social emotional aren't his skills are aided by you know some plants? Usually. That is true, and you know that might make viewing the doggy cha- doggy land channel even better because there's a lot of bright colors and lots of movement to maybe watch that was the, but maybe that was the push behind doggy land on youtube it's entirely possible uh but he's actually like a super active grandparent and like really involved in in his kids and grandchildren's lives and i don't know i think like this whole you know friendship best friendship with martha stewart has been good for him uh <laughs> I need to learn more. About- really? Yeah, I need yeah, to dude. learn more about him. Yeah, I think you're stuck on 90s, early aughts, Snoop. Nah, he's just the coolest grandfather figure out there now. I can't even believe he's a grandpa. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think he's got quite a few grandkids, too. I think it's like eight <laughs> or some nonsense. I'm pretty confident. But I'm <laughs> telling you, Doggy Land is good. And I didn't know what kind of music I was in for, but the very first one Lee listened to was Wheels on the Bus. That's a classic. And it had a bunch of characters in it, and they were all... You got to turn it on. I know what Maddie's <laughs> doing tonight. That's right. <laughs> and I also just uh, have a moment to tell you that we're struggling with sleep. Oh, and my God. Maddie was the perfect baby. I always felt so bad talking about how perfect her sleep patterns were because from the day we brought her home, well, the second day, she slept 12 hours a night. Just, you know, put her down. It doesn't even get up. Now this, this little thing is creeping into my room and she knows she's not supposed to, cause I go and put her back to bed every time she's crawling out of her crib now. So she comes in and she stands behind the door. She just opens it. It like creaks. Well, after she lets the dog out, it creaks open and then she just stands there heavy breathing and she's, she does it. And then, so this is what she does most of the time. Now, granted, I was up like six or seven times last night trying to put her back to bed. So if she's not just sitting there, like standing there, heavy breathing, like for 10 minutes, like, what is this kid doing? She comes and stands next to the bed and goes, mommy, (laughs) or she just stands there. It's all over the place. And it's really like, you know, when you love your kids, but you're like, hon, that's creepy. Oh my God. I, I would, I'd woo, put her back in a crib. I'm not, I don't know. I keep putting her back in the crib and she gets, keeps getting out. I've like got to figure out to how to do a visual story to like, tell her like, don't get up, you know? Yeah. We're struggling around here. I have not. So yeah. Have you got, I looked at one of those clocks, the clocks that tell her when she can leave her room or not. The I ones that are color coded. I thought about that, but she's a pretty tough negotiator. I'm like, what yeah. would I order with? You would. 
Oh man, I'm not ready to take on those days at all. Thankfully, Nora has stayed in her crib so far. She has also been a nightmare on sleep. She just hasn't left her room yet. And we do, I mean, especially because we have a two-story home now and our two-story home, she's on the top floor where we're on the bottom floor. So if she gets up in the middle of the night and goes looking for us, that's a long trek. You know, that's that's a tumble down a stair situation. So yeah. we're not looking for that. So we're monitoring the monitor really, really closely. But yeah, it sounds like it's time to break out the social stories or do something. Jeepers, you got to let us know. Keep us posted on what you try and what ultimately works. Or if you just have a permanent bedmate. <laughs> <laughs> not that. Not that. Yeah. So- no, never that. You had the Mondayest of Mondays, it sounds like. Is there anything you're looking forward to this week? You know, not for nothing, but they are out of my favorite beverage at my local grocery store. (laughs) And I was really looking forward to that. So it's not that (laughs) because I can't get it. And so I tried to get something different last night and it had been packaged in 2018. It was supposed to have, which is fine for some beverages of choice you know age does it well this turned brown in the package for when i tried to uh, uh pour it into a glass so i'm looking forward to bedtime oh looking forward that's to... a great thing to look forward to though. it is it is i am looking forward to bedtime and saying you know what this this will get better this is this is good it's just it was a monday of monday and my friday was very like Friday. My Friday was a Monday and now my Monday was a Monday. And at the end of the week, we do fly home. It'll be the first time I'm back in New York uh, since since moving. And we are going up for a wedding this weekend. And myself, I'm I'm a bridesmaid. My husband is the best man. And Nora is going to be a flower girl. So we should have some really, really cool pictures by the end of it. And that'll be a lot of fun. It's a little stressful because there's a lot of unknowns right now. And uh you know, we're kind of just working through all of that, but um, I'm excited for it. And I get, it's nice to get dressed up. So I'm looking forward to getting dressed up. That'll oh, be cool. Great. That'll be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be the first time I've ever been in a wedding aside from my own. So <laughs> that'll be really, really neat is kind of figuring out what goes on behind the scenes. And can I tell you that Crocs makes heels now they're not really heels they're more like chunky clogs yeah no do this you can't so i bought a pair (laughs) Ah, oh my gosh intervention they sparkle they're ombre like so they're silver fade to like a blackish fade to a goldy right can i call 98 for you (laughs) i think we have a mental health crisis on our hands really think that they're going to be the star of the show how high are these croc heels that so a traditional uh you know so you got your traditional croc clog and then kind of double the thickness it they almost remind me of like 1990s chunky shoes oh so they're not a high heel they're They're not. not oh they're a platform yeah, that's a good word. Oh, a platform. Okay. They're like a platform they should, shoe now. They should have come out of the gate saying they were a platform clog. That would have I'm imagining in my mind like this like block heel on a on a crock 
in it. I, I didn't. You're it. right. We should go ahead and we should write to Crocs and suggest that because if they had them, I would own them and wait till I take a picture of these absolutely hideous, wonderful shoes that I have sourced myself. So how <laughs> long is your dress? Did you do this to add some height to your dress? To so your- for walking down the aisle, I bought myself proper actual stilettos. Okay. From the Goodwill for $3. Anywho, (laughs) I will walk down the aisle in proper heels and I did get the dress measured so that it would, you know, show just a hair of toe. But uh, the second that we are done walking down the aisle, I am kicking those bad boys off. And this way I still have a bit of a heel to keep my dress off the ground. Okay. I can get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. But while being comfortable and being ready to chase a toddler. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. She has okay. matching sparkle crocs. Okay, this this gets semi okay. <laughs> so, thank you. I've moved from oh my god, absolutely you cannot to semi okay. I'm gonna count that as a victory for today. <laughs> but speaking of shoes, which you've got to upload a, a photo. Oh, I will. Hundred percent. Like fathom platform crocs, but I can fathom them on your feet. Like yeah. that's for you. That's it very. Is. Um, I am finally going to put my hiking shoes to use next week. Where are you hiking? I won't. Yeah. I won't be on the podcast next week because I'll be in Denali national park in Alaska. (gasps) My mom. That's next week. So excited. Yes. It's next week. I can't believe it's next week and you'll be proud of me. I bought my plane ticket yesterday. Oh my gosh, the, that's more than the day before. I'm so impressed right now. <laughs> I didn't know you knew how to do that when it wasn't like uh, 24 hours to go time. <laughs> Good for you. I'm thrilled. And how long are you gone for? Just a week. Okay. All right. Yeah. I thought I would miss Maddie too much if I was gone any longer than mm. that. Definitely. Definitely. I've had my mother-in-law has been here this week and helping me out while I've been trying to uh, sort out childcare and going back to work and all of that kind of stuff. And I'll tell you, just not being with her all day has been, I can relate to you while you were in Texas and you were really missing her last week. I relate completely. And we did get a spot for Nora to start childcare right after Labor Day, uh, which is super awesome and exciting, except I already miss her and it hasn't started yet. So So for the audience to know before we started our last podcast last week, I log on and I, Marissa's like, okay, what's going on? Tell me. And I'm like crying. I'm sad. I'm overwhelmed. I miss my baby. So thank you for keeping me you know in the rails between the rails <laughs> absolutely if you, you need just... me, if you need me call me on you know the daycare front I can I can walk you through it you'll get through it I appreciate it I will I will and it's so good for her uh I'm ready for it it's more of just you know change man there's a lot of changes going on right now so just gotta just got to keep on keeping on until it all becomes the norm. So I'm happy for her. I know that she'll enjoy being there. She'll be ready to make her own little group of friends. She'll either be in the turtle room or the shark room. So I'm really looking forward to getting her some themed clothing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we picked out all of her items for daycare uh, the, like over the course of this weekend. And basically everything she picked out had a fish on it, which is pretty cute. So... She's got a theme and uh, yeah, we're ready to embrace the new school year. So 
pretty exciting stuff. Uh, speaking of embracing things, I think it is time for our guest to come on. So why don't we hand that off? And I know that you're going to tackle this for me today because I got a lot going on. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. I'm going to hand it off to you. Here we go. Hi, Rose. Hi. How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Thanks. Thanks for your flexibility. Uh, <laughs> yeah. rooms, uh, Marissa is being uh, a special education teacher extraordinaire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no problem. Onboarding her new school. So uh, she sends her regards, but I am so <laughs> happy to meet with you um, and to hear more. I've just been scouring your website. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you. Very exciting. Thanks for doing that. Absolutely. Well, welcome to Online and Inspired. I uh, am so excited to hear more. Um, Rose Great. Griffin of abaspeech.org. Uh, you are talking to a fellow speechy. So, <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Love that. So, um, you know, there's no telling where this conversation is <laughs> between two SLPs, but <laughs> right. There you go. Yeah. Thanks for joining. Would love to hear more. Who are you? Uh, what do you do? All of, all of the things. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a speech therapist and I have been for 20 years and I, 10 years ago, took all my courses and did my supervision and passed another big test to become a board certified behavior analyst. And there are less than 500 of us in the world that are duly certified. So I love being able to help autistic learners and now professionals with my platform at ABA Speech with all things communication. Absolutely. I love that. And um, I, yeah, when I saw BCBA along with CCCSLP, you're right. That's something that you don't see very often. I mean, how did you how did you come to wanting to kind of add that specialty to the work you were already doing? Absolutely. So I had the opportunity my second year as a speech therapist to work at a non-public program that used applied behavior analysis to help students with autism and students who had behavioral barriers. And I remember meeting a client. There were so many, but one sticks out. He was 18. He had had speech therapy ever since he was three. I remember reading his progress notes and saying to my coworker, how can, how can this be? How can he not have any way to communicate except for very unsafe problem behavior? And at 18 years of age, he was moved to the school that I was working in. And it was absolutely amazing to see this culmination of using speech therapy and applied behavior analysis to help this student for the first time at 18 start communicating with an AAC device. And I remember thinking, oh my goodness, this is absolutely changing this person's life. They can navigate their day. They don't have to push and shove and do things that are unsafe to navigate their environment. And I hated that at 18, this is the first time this student was able to communicate, but it also really lit a fire in me to want to learn as much as I could about ABA and how I could put those two things together to help students who historically are hard to help. That's always been my caseload and my love and my passion. And now with ABA speech and having my own podcast and ASHA courses, I love being able to help people because when I met that student, I remember reading his speech notes thinking, what did they do? What did they do in speech therapy? But he was just hard to help. And it was, it was, it was navigating how to help him outside of the box thinking. And ever since then, I was like, okay, I need to learn as much as I can about ABA 
And it's been very cool to put that together with speech therapy over the past 10 years. I can't imagine how powerful those two are together. I remember working, I worked in an early childhood special ed program and um, the BCBA would come in and I was just enthralled in the work (laughs) that she did and wanted to, of course, I incorporated some of that uh, into my practice just from watching her, nothing official, but what, what is the typical background of a BCBA um, if they aren't one of the 500 from speech language pathology? Yeah, that's a great question. So you do have to have coursework in applied behavior analysis, and you do have to accrue so many hours in your work setting. So you are working with students, you are acting as a consultant, and then you have to get supervised by somebody who also has their BCBA. So we actually, I actually have another company called Supervision Academy, and we specialize in remote supervision for people becoming BCBAs. Then after you get all that done, then you have to tell the board, okay, I did all that. And then you can take a test. Just like we took that big speech therapy test that is like very comprehensive and you study and it's hard. You take a test just like that to become a BCBA. And once you do all those things, then you get that certification. So it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So you're not just running ABA speech uh, organization. You also have a podcast. And I, if I heard you right, you have a, another company as well. Mm-hmm. How yeah. do you find work-life balance in all of that? That's a great question. Well, I did after five years of doing all these things and being a school-based SLP, I did decide in May to step away from my school-based job, which I had for 20 years. I worked in the schools, but I just knew with being a mom of three and running ABA speech, I really felt like I wasn't giving it my all and that it really didn't needed my attention. It's like my fourth child because, you know, it's, it's going to be exciting to see what can happen with it and how many people I can reach. And I really just came to the conclusion that being an ABA speech, and if I have 200 professionals that take my course, you know, I'm launching a new course in September. So if I have 200 people sign up, which we traditionally have about that many, then those people all have their own caseloads. I'm able to reach so many more people by stepping away, which sounds so funny, but it was almost like my caseload was taking over what I could really do. And I could reach so many more people and so many more autistic learners if I stepped away from my own caseload. So that was a hard decision, but yes, I just did that in May. So it is hard to do. And I was on an ASHA, uh, uh, we did an Instagram live with them last oh, week and kind of just explaining entrepreneurship and like how to jump in or just put your toe in or just kind of encouraging SLPs to think about what they want to create in the field. And that was one of the things that we discussed was how hard it is to leave direct intervention with students when that is the work that you love and you yes. went into, into <laughs> the field for. And I think you do such a beautiful job of explaining just the greater impact that you can, can have if you, or that opportunity, if you kind of just uh, shift your, your frame of reference around, you know, what you're bringing to the field. I I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yes. And I still have a handful of clients, so I'm still doing some therapy because I feel like still being in the trenches is something I love and enjoy. So I'm just, I've decreased it by 70%. So I have a handful of private clients that I see here locally and a handful of private clients. I've been licensed in Washington state now for two years. I'm here in Ohio sitting. Um, I really love in Washington state. I work as a speech therapist or as a speech therapy assistant supervisor for 
ABA centers who are providing speech therapy. And so it's just like the perfect combination of everything that I do. And I really enjoy that work. Uh, during 2020, I was doing a lot of teletherapy for the first time. And I thought, oh, this is, I like this. This is actually very fun. So I started that journey about two years ago. And so I still see some clients directly, but it is been drastically re reduced by about 70%. So, yeah. Sure. It seems like you've just built a, a work style, a workload that just brings all of these wonderful things that you're passionate about <laughs> into your day. Um, maybe all at the same time. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. And you know, I, it's just, I really love helping professionals because when I remember when I first started working with autistic learners who were not engaged in therapy, who had behavioral barriers, where I felt like this whole session was just me trying to redirect the student and get them to engage. I really didn't have anybody to lend support. It wasn't that I didn't work in a supportive environment because I did, but there just weren't a lot of resources 20 years ago. There were not podcasts. There were not courses like there are now. And so I really love being able to provide professional development about how to help that specific learner. And so we do that for three free through the podcast. And then also we have paid courses and things like that too. So. Well, and I'm seeing on your website that um, the autism outreach podcast, your podcast mm -hmm. provides CEUs. That's yes. Yes. We actually have a joint offering with speechpathology.com, which I think every speech therapist knows <laughs> that website because a lot of us use it. And they have 20 of the autism outreach podcast episodes on their website. And so you can listen and take a short quiz. And so it's a really nice, easy way to get your CEUs, something different. That is the, I feel like if CEUs could be described in 2020, the podcast yes. version of them would be most desirable. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Learning on the go. I mean, that's what I do. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm walking, doing laundry, you know, in the car, going to get my kids pickup line. That's, that's the time to learn right on the go. Now you said that you kind of got your entry into telepractice in 2020. Mm -hmm. What were your initial impressions and being on the behavior side of things? Um, yeah. How do you think about teletherapy and online learning? And you know? yeah, I mean, I really loved it because I, you know, I, I think I have crafted my career. I've been doing this for long enough that I have worked in really wonderful settings. So when I was providing direct care in 2020, I, I definitely was like, what's a boom card? You know, like I was trying to learn all the things, like all the speech therapists were, I think SLP toolkit did a teletherapy webinar and there were like 8,000 speech therapists, me being one of them on there. Thank you, SLP toolkit. Um, but, you know, I just liked it. I really liked it because uh, my students are in an environment where there's a one-on-one -on -one staff member, you know, back in 2020, it was a parent. And so I was working in settings where I really did have really great support for that teletherapy model. So I could really provide therapy and I had the support there in person. And I think that's why I like teletherapy too, is because I am training also that one-on-one -on -one staff member, which is sometimes a parent, sometimes a staff member about communication and language. I'm building a rapport with them. I really like people. So it's fun for me. You can talk with the adults. Sometimes I'm coaching them on what to do in person. Sometimes I have students that are all into the iPad and they're looking at me and responding. And so every student's different. It's kind of like a little mystery. And, and I enjoy that. That's awesome. I love that it provides us such a medium to 
provide this additional coaching and training. And I, once I went into telepractice, I never went back into brick and mortars, but I imagined, you know, what would it be like now that I've experienced this hands-on training piece of working with the facilitators and, you know, we get so busy during our days, we don't stop to communicate our why and help support and train and educate. So um, I, I think that's one of the things that I love that teletherapy has brought to our field is just the importance around communication. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it's just, yeah, it is easier. I mean, I tried to, in real life, I was always kind of working with students who needed some behavioral support. So oftentimes they did have a one-on-one paraprofessional. So I was able to communicate with them, model, train, coach. And, you know, that's not always the case. I could definitely drudge up, you know, stories of people that were less than cooperative, but I just tried to build rapport with people. And so looking back, I just, you know, always have these great relationships with everybody, but I'm just a people person. I like people. So I think for me, that is an easy piece of our job, just sharing what I'm doing with a student. Now, is this beautiful harp behind you part of how you live in <laughs> This is, so I started playing the harp in fourth grade, very random. I went to an Akron public grade school. That's where LeBron James is also from, just a normal city school. And my music teacher was a harpist. So she wrote a grant and we had harps. And so I started, I started playing music, but you know, it's so fascinating about this because with my own podcast, I've had um, like speech dude on a lot of people know Chris Wanger. Um, he is a performer, you know, he was in a band. I also had Anne on, she is from beautiful speech life. I think she's an AAC guru. She also is extremely creative. I feel like this is how speech therapists are. It's like a little type A, a little type B. So in my previous life, before I started my own business, I would play weddings and I would play events and it was, it was so fun to be able to do that. So now it's just Christmas time on all my social medias. I I, (laughs) I play some songs. So stay, stay tuned for that. Absolutely exciting. And I just have so much respect for what you're bringing to the field and what you've built. I know it's not easy to build one business, much less (laughs) many like you (laughs) and even hosting a podcast. This is much now. I hope that someday you'll get the opportunity to meet Marissa um, via live zoom. She's amazing. And she definitely keeps things rolling and keeps me on track and, you know, keeps me from going too rogue. Um, I'm sure when she needed me to uh, step in and solo host, she was like, also wanted to like (laughs) hand over her eyes or her ears, I guess, in podcast world. But has that, has that been um, something for you that you've really enjoyed building out? Has it been challenging? I adore podcasting. I have been a guest on many podcasts. I was on, you know, speechy side of, Elise Clark has a podcast, Dabbling Speechy, you know, Hallie Sherman. These are all the OG SLP influencers. And I, I've been on so many podcasts that I was thinking to myself, like, I would really love to do a podcast just about autism and focus on that solely. So I took a course called Power Up Podcasting from my business mentor, Pat Flynn. And it was easy. The podcast for me was easy to set up because I've been a guest on so many. So I feel like I knew exactly how I wanted my podcast to go. It's kind of like, when I was playing the harp at weddings growing up, I was like, okay, I see this wedding. I see this. And then when I got married, it was like fun to pick everything out. It wasn't as stressful and overwhelming. So for me, the podcast has been fun. I I actually just finished a YouTube course. So I do have a YouTube channel, ABA speech. I have some resources on there, but I'm hoping to have uh, more of a presence and to do more videos on there. Now that's been hard for me because 
honestly, I don't really like YouTube. Like I'm never <laughs> just on YouTube. And so for me, I'm like, I don't know like what videos are going to be helpful about autism. So that's been a little bit more difficult. That's kind of what I'm, I'm working on now in the works. That's great. And I can't imagine something that you would put out that wouldn't be helpful to somebody. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for those kind words. I, I'll remember that when I'm filming my, my first video here soon. You've got this. Marissa and I've been playing around on TikTok. If we can TikTok, you can YouTube. <laughs> I'm on TikTok too. Oh my gosh. Look it up over there. ABA speech. Actually, I love TikTok. That is fun for me. Like you, so you guys are on TikTok too. Do you have like a business page? We've been trying. We've been trying. Okay. We're ramping okay. it up slowly, but uh, yes, we're, we're okay. On there. Yes, I am on there every week. ABA speech. I love TikTok. I do. I think short form video is fun. I think that's why YouTube's a little daunting because it's a little bit longer. But I'm only pushing for eight minutes, so that's not that's not much longer than a TikTok. You've got this. Yes. So uh, before we go into uh, your self-promotion, which <laughs> I'm excited for you to share with everyone where where to find you and all of the yeah. things, um, one book, help us, help us uh, get an idea of who you are outside of work. What is a book and a movie yeah. recommendation that you have for everyone? Ooh, oh my goodness. Okay, well, we have been talking about entrepreneurship a lot. So actually a book that I really love is called story brand. I love Donald Miller. He is a business guru and any, anything you do, if you have any kind of online presence, it's a really cool book to kind of tighten up all your marketing. So that is a really, really good book. And a movie that I like, Ooh, that's a really good one. You know what me and my kids really loved? It's, it's a couple of years old now. It's called yesterday with Jennifer Garner. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it yeah. is, she's a very strict mom and her kids want to have a yes day. So on that yes day, they get to do almost anything that she asks. And it's very out of her character. And it is a very cute family movie. So I would say those are two of my recs. Awesome. My daughter is two and a half. Oh. And she watched her first movie over the weekend. She watched mm -hmm. Moana for like 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. So, so we're not cute. We're not quite at yes day, but we're getting there and I'll yes. put it on the <laughs> list. Yes, it's cute. Yes, it is on Netflix. It's very cute. <laughs> so where can we find you? Self-promotion, um, all of the things that you're offering, uh, both as free resources and paid resources. I know people will be super excited to, to check out everything that you're doing, but would love to hear directly from you. Um, yes. Well, our most exciting thing is our, we have a free course that a, a free uh, IEP goal bank. It's called Autism IEP Goal Bank that you can get at abaspeech.org. It has been downloaded by 15,000 people and it is probably our most popular freebie. I also have a course launching in September. It is an ASHA approved five-hour course. It is also an ACE course for anybody listening that is a BCBA. And it's called the Advanced Language Learner. So it's for your autistic students who are using two words together and maybe they've plateaued in their progress or you want to really help them skyrocket beyond basic communication skills. This course is going to speak to that type of student. And it's a really great course. I had some speech therapists beta test it and they, they really loved it. And they, um, 
they actually mentioned, I don't know if you've heard of Gestalt language learners, but they said that it kind of goes, I'm taking meaningful speech right now, that uh, course, uh, but it kind of flows with, with that type of uh, language acquisition, which I think is really cool because I'm taking the meaningful speech right, uh, course right now to learn more about that. And I thought that was really nice. So, um, so if you are working with autistic learners and you want to have a framework for how to help them you know, go beyond requesting to make sure that you give that a look. That's amazing. And social media, where can we find you? Usually ABA speech. If you look me up, uh, I'm on Instagram every day. I'm also, I'm on TikTok every day. So if you dip a toe over in TikTok, give it a look and YouTube is coming soon. So if you just look up ABA speech rose, you'll find more than you want to see of me talking about autism and communication. Wow. That, that is a lot. I am so excited to, to check out all of your socials and um, thank you for the work that you're doing, not only for autistic uh, individuals, but the providers that work so hard to support them and to support families. And um, this work that you're doing is so needed. I'm so excited about sharing this with our audience and thank you for, for coming onto the show today. It was great to be on. Thank you. Let's talk about the special education problem facing our nation. Seven million students need special education services, but over 98% of school districts can't find the staff that they need. On top of that, there are 14% fewer people entering the field. Whoa, it's no wonder teachers and providers are overwhelmed. Enter Teleteachers. We offer options. We can help fill in gaps in your special education teams, as well as help your teams monitor IEP goals and progress through our technology platform, Mira for Schools. We want to help special education teams get back to what matters the most, the students. Check us out online today at www.teleteachers.com or send an email to hello at teleteachers.com to find out more information. Tell them Marissa sent you. Thank you for joining us today. Take a deep breath. Remember, we, the education and parent community, work better together. We innovate better together, and we don't need to be in the same physical space to do it. We are online inspired, and we are so delighted that you have decided to listen in today. You can find us working to live our best lives online via our Facebook and Instagram pages. Search for online and inspired, where you can also find our personal handles and, of course, plenty of baby pictures. You can also visit our website, which features our swag shop at www.onlineandinspired.com. And if you are looking for a position in online learning, please check out our website at www.teleteachers.com slash join.html and follow Teleteachers on Facebook or Instagram. Stay connected, stay inspired, and we'll see you next week.